What is the mission of Peak Coaching for Success? So I would say the mission help not only just athletes but also student athletes and anybody kind of going forward at the college or professional level uh, to get off a dark road um, while they're going down it because typically if you don't get off that road you're going to go down it by yourself and it's, it's not going to end great. You have to be willing to let go of poisons and what I mean by that is you know things you hold on to that have gone on in your life um, that will continue to poison you until you let go of them. You know, some people continue to hold on to them and they continue to go down that dark road and some people use them in other ways. And, and what I've done is I've turned those poisons away and used them in a way to A, keep a chip on my shoulder um, and B, give back and help out, you know, student students and student athletes um, in the things that I could relate with them on that were all poisons for me that I didn't have any help on so I continue to go down that dark road. Um, so that's why I'm willing to kind of talk about here my story uh, um, and how I relate to these student athletes through my story uh, by getting rid of those poisons. Uh, my father uh, dealt with some substance abuse so you know dealing with the over-the-top parent and, and not being able to hold your mental toughness and, and mental focus because you know you are thinking about other things going on at home and, and, and not your sport, sport performance, performance and focusing on that. Um, you know that's really big and being able to relate to other student athletes that are going through the same thing especially now that the drug epidemic is way higher than it was um, even when I was in injury, a very important thing. I had a career-ending injury um, that ended my chances of going to play collegiate, uh, you know, baseball. Tried to go and do it, um, was not at the skill level to be at the collegiate level after being out of sport for a, a year and six months or so before I was able to play. That is very common to many athletes who suffer a career-ending injury or just a season-ending injury, um, and then sometimes doing it twice. Um, so I have the ability to relate to the person that got has a career-ending injury, season-ending injury, and then it happens again. So that's very common to a, like a football player who tears their ACL and then tears it all over again after a year of rehab. Um, you know, I came all the way back uh, from a career-ending injury, trained very hard, about a year and seven months I put in to get back there, uh, was named, you know, All-State, was named All-Tournament that first tournament of the year, and then had a, a season-ending injury by breaking my hand um, in a tournament after I played very well in that tournament and I was out for the season again. So, you know, the struggles to think about, you know, I just did all this work, now I am, you know, again injured, is this over, am I going to quit? Um, so relation to, you know, student athletes at all different levels, um, you know, for injury. Uh, you know, bullying is another one. Um, you know, after I came back to high school and I was out of sport, you know, I'm only 5'6", so, you know, I was beginning to get bullied because I wasn't in sport anymore. I was just this 5'6 kid, you know, by people a lot bigger than me. That's something that, you know, is very, very, very problematic right now in all school systems, bullying. Um, you have these, you know, um, People are killing themselves and doing self-inflicting, uh, you know, wounds, well, or fail or successful, unfortunately, um, because they're getting, you know, either cyberbullied or physically bullied, verbally bullied in the school. Um, you know, that's something, uh, you know, I could relate to. You know, people close to me, you know, whether it's a divorce or, or one parent, and, and how to go about those ways. Um, you know, working to, you know, bring home money, um, trying to raise a sibling or multiple siblings, and you don't really know what you're doing yourself to raise a child, let alone trying to, you know, do it to somebody's sibling. Are you doing the right things? Are you doing the wrong things? Are you helping out? Um, you know, so I have the relatability to, you know, raising a sibling, working instead of having to do, you know, sports things to be successful. Uh, um, you know, just these are all external factors that you have that 
people are having to deal with while they're, you know, adolescents and teens and even a little bit older than teens in the college, that all things that I could relate to. That's why it's a little bit different in our company. People sit down with me and realize that I can relate to the things they went through. They're not just sitting across from somebody trying to diagnose them. You know, I'm not trying to diagnose anybody. I'm trying to, you know, give back of all the things I learned. And then, you know, they're sitting with someone and you're like, oh, wow, like, you know, they you know, Ryan really relates to the things that, you know, I, I'm going through or, or I've been through. The external pressures from parents right now uh, is, or just guardian, I shouldn't say just parents, but the guardian, um, you know, or other players to, you know, receive that scholarship because that's the only way they're going to go to school or, you know, live up to the potential um, that's set out for them by a previous parent. You know, I call them the Al Bundy parent, the, the, you know, the person that, you know, still talks about what they did in, in their high school they had days and you have to live up to those expectations and the external pressures that comes from that, um, you know myth or, or not, you know, someone very close to me was a uh, minor league baseball player in the MLB and got taught how to throw a curveball a different way um, and lost their career because of it, uh, tore their rotator cuff and, and never received an invite back. And, um, you know, that that life was kind of lived through me to try and be that player. Um, so the external pressure is to try and live up to the expectations of, of people that come before you, you know, whether it's someone close to you, uh, you know, a coach, um, you know, is also a very serious matter and something I can relate to, you know, trying to live up the expectations of, a, a, you know, a minor league baseball player. Um, is something you know another some another relatability thing that you know we can um, I could work with these student athletes on. Define your slogan: peak performance, peak potential, reach your peak. You have to untap everything that's going on, both mentally and physically, to reach your peak performance, right? Um, in order to play at your peak, you have to leave things at home home. You have to leave things on the field on the field, um, and then when you get all those ducks in a row. Um, you give yourself the ability to untap your peak potential and then you can continue to work on your peak performance to reach that to reach that peak potential um, and then you know as you continue to untap that potential we continue to increase how to reach your peak performance um, and in turn when the peak performance and your peak potential align and, and you've mastered both of those that gives you the ability to really reach your peak that you know what you've mastered being a master of your craft and art uh, and, and whatever it is um, and you know then you have really you know reached your peak of the peak performance and the peak potential that gives you the ability to reach your peak. What does the lion on your logo symbolize? So this is a great question, and, and actually the you know the company's been open for about four and a half months now, and no one's asked me that, and I'm really surprised. Um, so when I had that career-ending injury, I was in intensive care for a little while in the hospital, and, and during this time is when um, everyone was in this realm of, you know, they want to be a beast, or, or what a beast is, and, you know, I'm a beast, and th it was this big thing in, in this year when I, you know, when I was in there. And, you know, while I was in the hospital, I had, believe me, more time than I knew what to do with. And and I'm like, what, what is this new thing? You know, I'm a beast with a lion and, and you know, beast mode and, and all this stuff. So I did some research and, um, you know, I'm like going and going and, and I'm saying to myself, like, I just don't get it. And I ended up finding this story and I just did some kind of research on, you know, lions and, and, and you know, what it is and maybe how it would relate. And um, so in Africa, right, and, and really, I guess, any, any desert, really, uh, every single morning the lion wakes up and he needs to feed his family, right? And every single morning the gazelle wakes up and he knows that he's going to be chased by the lion every single day, right? So every morning the lion gets up and runs after the gazelle and he's running and he's running and he's running and he's running and he finally catches him, right? So then now the lion goes through the process of catching the gazelle and, and he has his food for the family. But what I found interesting is you go farther, you know, 
if a lion is chasing a gazelle and the gazelle's, let's say the gazelle looks like he's injured, the lion will actually chase the gazelle until he has the opportunity to catch him and then stop and then go back. And the reason he does that is because he doesn't want to kill an, a, a, what's already an injured gazelle, right? So the reason that's in my logo is that the lion enjoys the process, right? Getting reaching your peak performance isn't isn't an overnight thing. Reaching your peak potential is not an overnight thing. Reaching your peak is not overnight, right? It's the process. It's the process to reaching your peak performance. The process to reaching your peak potential. The process to reaching the peak. And you know the line symbolizes to me the process that all the work you have to put in to get to reaching to to reach your peak potential. To reach your peak performance. To reach your peak. Um, and, and you know it, it was just funny to me that you know all these people say they put in this work but they really don't and, and you know all these people want to be a beast but no one wants to pick up the heavy weights something that Ronnie Coleman used to say everyone wants to be a bodybuilder but no one wants to pick up the heavy weights no one wants to lift up the heavy weights right so every day the lion wakes up and he knows he's going to chase the gazelle but if the gazelle is injured he stops and goes after another one because he wants to enjoy the process the work he has to put in to get there um, it's not just about the overnight winning and losing you have a passion for helping student athletes grow not only as a student and or an athlete, but also as an individual. Who inspires you to make a difference? So I would say I'm not really inspired by um, any person uh, or individual. Um, definitely motivated. Uh, Gary Vee, uh, Ray Lewis, uh, Emmett Smith, all, all people like that. I've read biographies and, and you know, in-depth researched. Um, you know, those, those people are definitely motivators. Uh, my family, uh, my mother, uh, all people who, who motivate me. I wouldn't say they inspire me, though. Um, what really inspires me is, um, you know, for, for good or for bad, is, you know, the chip that um, I created that, that stays on my shoulder on a daily basis from, from you know, the poison and, and being on that dark road that I mentioned earlier to get rid of. Um, you know, things, I was always told I was too small at 5'6", um, you know, but then after I played for those same coaches that would sit me for being too small, you know, excuse my language, they would tell me I play like I had shit in my shoes, you know, I played with all the heart I had for somebody that was 5'6", and that always kept me going through sport, you know, no one could defeat me in, in, in the heart I had, no one could defeat me when I played like I had shit in my shoes. Um, you know, I, I had a, a, a guidance counselor who, um, every single recruiting letter I got or, or offer from a college to you know to attend she would rip up because she would tell me I'm not smart enough to go there and I would never be anything um, that's a chip I carried through my entire school uh, school studies forever um, you know and to, to the day I graduated I actually thought about sending her my diploma um, to her that said I was never be successful but got a little bit more mature enough to, to not do that um, you know people that always said you know I was never good enough not to continue playing whatever sport it was you know I was never the most talented person but I was skilled enough to, to hold my own um, you know I always carried you know I turned those poisons into chips you know um, you know because people people that are very close to me you know told me I was never going to be successful um, you know I opened this company and it's funny somebody who's who was very best friend of mine um, you know I'll never forget it. I was sitting in a restaurant and when I opened it they would told they told me I would never be successful so don't even try starting to do this company and that was like three days after I opened the company which is which is crazy and, and now we have like 32 clients so you know those those are things I hold as chips I don't hold grudges still speak to him um, you know I, I don't uh, have any bad blood for him those it's just chips that you hold on your shoulder 
shoulder and that's what inspires me every day you know really to go after the things and the people told you that you would fail and you know and the second thing that is probably most important is you know client um, client success um, being able to work with people whether they're student athletes um, you know I have clients that are student athletes and then just uh, just students um, being able to turn the light on on that dark road because when you're going down that dark road you're on a road and you're by yourself and that was my biggest struggle I was on this dark road I didn't speak to anybody about it I was busy trying to raise my brother not talking to him about it uh, um, you know so we had this you know bad relationship and you know you don't want to tell you know friends the things that you're dealing with on an everyday home basis um, because you know you, you're like embarrassed um, to being able to turn on the light to, to you know students um, and then you know being able to make a change for the student athletes and, and whatever their struggle is whether it's you know a loss to an opponent they, they should have clearly defeated so now they lost their mental toughness and and being able to start with them and in the end seeing that they gain mental toughness back you know and um, you know people see that in different ways you know what the reward is there but you know for me really it's you know it's inspiration is the chip uh, um, and the clients um, you know, the clients change and the clients successes um, and then you know motivators would be like I you know like I had mentioned parents uh, um, Gary V and some you know pro athletes that you know guys like Dustin Pedroia and, and Jose Altuve who you know also played baseball I think Pedroia is maybe five seven and Altuve is five six and a half so those guys are my height and you know who have documented stories that were also told they were too small you know county colleges junior colleges I, I, I think Pedroia went to a university for one year but those guys all were not good enough too small to compete at the you know elite levels and now are you know you know Pedroia was an MVP I believe Altuve is, has been one of the best top five players in the MLB since he, he got there um, you know so those are motivators for me um, but inspiration you know like I said is the chip and and the athletes and uh, students that I work with you have offered advice to student athletes, parents, and coaches in your previous videos. Why do you offer it for free? So I would say the first reason is karma, right? Um, you know, I'm giving good karma, um, and you know, I would like that good karma in exchange. You know, people could see me as the good person that I am, and trying, you know, really trying to help students and athletes. Um, you know, I'm not going to go against and, and bash any other professions, but you know, when people put an inquiry form in and find out what my prices are compared to, um, you know, what other people charge. Um, is you're talking about like a 90% decrease in price and what I charge you know that's me giving good karma free advice is continuous good karma um, you know secondly if uh, you know which is kind of the same as karma if, I, if my free information um, whether it would be to you know a coach um, a, a student athlete or a parent um, who listens to my videos and my podcast if I could save one of those people a day um, I feel like I'm fulfilling the mission that I, you know I have set out for myself um, you know it could be something as simple as you know my video about recruiting assistance where you know a, a, a mom you know a single mother and, and a football player who you know could compete at the next level doesn't know anything about the recruiting process um, and, and by watching my video they learn to go how to go about it a for free and B now this you know student athlete which belongs at a college playing you know football um, you know gets there um, to me that's doing my mission that's you know saving a student athlete that you know is go is going is could be going down a dark road because they don't get to go play at the next level when they belong there um, 
that turns on the light for them. Um, you know, if it's my, you know, video about, you know, work and effort and, 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 a, and an athlete that's lying to themselves, um, and, you know, and they watch my video about, you know, work and effort and the correlation to mental toughness um, and realize that they've been lying to themselves about the work they've put in and then they watch my video and realize what work they really have to put in and start doing that and it stays, a, you know, a state title wrestling run for them and now instead of, you know, bowing out 12th because they're continually lying to themselves and losing to opponents that they're more skilled than and now they win a state title because of it or compete at the state title level which they wouldn't have before my video that's saving a student athlete to me that's saving you know I say saving somebody to me and you know again that's you know my mission if, if I save one person for my videos and my free information and podcast to me that's you know my daily mission and you know I really feel good about what I'm doing um, as a company and, and really for the society you work with student athletes of all ages Every individual is different, but what is one consistent thing you try to bring to the table when helping them grow? So I'd say there's three things um, for every client that I've worked with over the last 10 years um, that all go hand in hand. Every time it's, it's the same three things. One is goals. Um, two is work and effort um, you know, related to confidence and mental toughness. And the third one is perspective. Um, so I'll kind of go over each individual. Goals, um, every single time, you know, an elite athlete comes to you, and, and I've been thankful enough to have a, a lot of elite athletes um, that have been very successful themselves even before I got to them. But the problem is, is that, you know, these athletes are so successful that, you know, the goal ends up being one thing only, or, you know, a state title or a, um, you know, state championship, um, a um, college national title, um, an NFL Super Bowl. Because, uh, you know, I've worked, I have athletes that are from the NFL to the 13-year-old intermediate school, so intermediate school title. Um, and every one of them comes to me and, you know, we'll go over goals and, you know, um, what's your what's your short-term goal? Win a state title. What's your long-term goal? Win a state title. So breaking those down um, into, which would be kind of in the perspective category, into short-term goals. Um, and what I mean by that is so... In order to win a state title, you have to win the three playoff games before that. In order to win a state title in wrestling, you have to win the you know five, six, sometimes even nine matches in order to win the wrestling state title, right? In, especially in our state. Um, in order to win the you know college national championship in football, you have to you know win the ten games in order to get in the top you know four seed, you know top one of the top four seeds. Or, or basketball, you got to go somewhere around twenty eight and something in order to even get in the tournament. Um, and when you lose perspective of those things and what what those value, you end up focusing on one thing and one thing only, and it and it in you know your it internally um, has a big effect on your reaching your long-term goal because your main focuses aren't on the short-term things that actually matter. Um, and and what I mean by that, going to the perspective category, so you know, beating an 0 and 20 team. Is, has the same value as beating a 20-0 team because if you don't beat that team, it's one less short-term goal you are away from acquiring that long-term goal, which would be the state title, right? And when you lose the value in doing that, when failure occurs, like losing that game, it ends up being an end-of-the-world thing and, and it really internally is a big issue or it's an external issue between the team. How did we lose to the 0-20 team? What do we need to do? And all of a sudden, all these wheels start falling off when it's a simple thing as one short-term goal that's not acquired. 
Um, you know, kind of an example, I had an, uh, a, uh, an athlete and, um, you know, they lost a wrestling match in the first tournament in the entire year to somebody that they shouldn't, they should have beat. And it, it, they had so much, taken so much little value in winning matches all the way along that, you know, they had a record, I want to say it was around like 78 and 11 in their entire high school career. And losing that one match had such a big, big impact on them that they almost wanted to quit the sport. Now, if their goals were aligned, that short-term goal of that loss really has no meaning because you have another 30 matches being able to get to, to, to states because you're going to wrestle another 32 times in duels, in tournaments, in the Christmas tournament, you know, all those things. So, you know, it had such an impact on that person that a failure to losing to somebody in the first tournament of the whole year actually made them want to quit. But if, you know, the goals are online, they're not quitting, they're moving on to the next one, right? It's the same thing as taking value in winning those, right? So if you go all the way to the state title and, and you just, you, you, everyone's going to have a bad day. So you have a bad day on that day in the state title and you end up taking six in the state and you want to end your whole career. You don't even want to go to college and wrestle anymore because you didn't take value in the other 31 matches that you won along the way. So having a perspective of you know a real perspective of what's going on getting your goals aligned short term to long term and then the work and effort that actually goes in to build the confidence and mental toughness um, I've had several athletes who actually really really put in a full work and effort and, and they're mentally tough um, but you know my two NFL guys will tell you who, who are literally like my sons they came to me uh, when they were freshmen um, 35 and 42 pounds overweight for their position. They had a 1.7 GPA and they would sit in my office and tell me that they were putting in the max work and effort academically and the max work and effort in football to in order to be successful. Now obviously I just gave you two examples that clearly they weren't. So getting in perspective what you're really, the work and effort you're really putting in leading to the confidence and mental toughness. Um, I don't think it's any um, coincidence that when they started putting in the full work and effort that they went to the state title in their junior and senior year. Both of them both of them aligned uh, weight-wise, both of them aligned physically, both of them have a GPA over 3-0 their junior and senior year. They go to the state title. We lost the state title in both the junior and senior year or they. I was actually a coach on the team at that time but you know we lost the state title as juniors, we lost state titles as seniors. Both of them go to college obviously keeping their work and effort and academics in line, and then they go to the NFL. So those all those things all come into play. You know, it's just not a pure you know a shot of luck that they got from one stage to the next stage to the third stage. Um, you know, that's getting your your work and effort aligned and, and being real with yourself. You know, a, a lot of people just aren't real with what the, what they're putting in. You know, they're um, you know they want to be successful so bad, but then you know they tell me they got home from their girlfriends at 2 a.m. Um, and then they you know they also were at Applebee's half price apps and had four five apps and then they get to the they get to weigh-ins in the morning and, and they and they miss weight and then their career is over so you know that's just lying to yourself and then lying to me and whoever else is trying to really help you out and get you to that level because if you're working with me obviously either you you're bought in or, or someone that's close to you has bought in um, and they're hoping you buy in so now you're, you're kind of letting everybody down by lying to yourself about the work and effort you're putting in and then obviously that's a hard way to find out but you know that's that's just kind of how it is. So, you know, being honest with yourself, getting your goals aligned, and getting perspective of wins and losses, perspective of, you know, how a season goes along and how you need to get to that long-term goal. Where do you picture yourself in the company in 10 years? I've had this dream for a long time and getting this company opened, you know, saving up the money to do so, to invest and, you know, have this, this portion of the company and this program. Um, my dream, 
um, has always been to have this full, you know, full service, do it all um, facility. Um, what I mean by that is, you know, getting this warehouse that these people have and, and having a full, you know, 50 yard football field um, and, or, you know, a half a basketball court and, you know, all those things that deal with all the sports. So it's an all-in facility. Getting my brother to fly in from Florida, who's a strength conditioning coach on our staff. So now, you know, we're in this warehouse. I'm doing the sports psychology with teams, or, you know, athletes, um, just students. Um, my brother's doing the strength conditioning with these teams and these athletes and these students. Kind of like what we do now, but with this big warehouse. Then we're running camps and showcases, you know, in the facility. Um, you know, I have a full-time marketing person, on, you know, on staff. I have a full-time admin on staff. Get an athletic trainer in there in case there's any injuries they're doing massage therapy and stuff like that on athletes so you know rehab the rehab aspect of you know getting athletes to their you know their their peak performance um, you know physically getting their athletes to their peak performance mentally by myself my brother strength conditioning getting their peak performance strength conditioning wise you know having a dietitian nutritionist on staff that's also in the facility getting their peak performance nutrition wise what they should be ingesting in their body um, and what should not be going in their body so this full service facility that's where I see this going in 10 years um, it's already been going great in the last four months. That's what I want to have in the next 10 years. You know, this warehouse, full house, full facility, you know, camp, showcases, teams, whether it's high school, college, you know, pro athletes like my two NFL players coming back to train with us, you know, in the summer or in the spring, you know, in between spring ball, in the fall, um, you know, in the winter when they have a little bit of a gap if they didn't make it to the playoffs. You know, this real, you know, full, all-you-could-do service facility, um, you know, with a premier location and, and, you know, getting people from, you know, all around the country and all around the world to be able to come to our facility um, and have everything taken care of um, you know right there on demand um, instead of you know having to kind of go up reach out to Florida and Jersey and you know Pittsburgh and everything like that um, and then you know also having coaches that were successful in their time whether it be at the professional level at the college level to also be there for sports specific stuff so like you know myself doing baseball training would be great but I'd really like to sport stick to the sports psychology um, you know having some athletes that you know are strength conditioning for just baseball just you know just basketball whatever um, you know ATs that just work on this stuff massage therapists I just work on this stuff, a chiropractor, um, you know, this real all-service facility. That's where I see our company in 10 years. How rewarding is it to watch your clients succeed? We'll, we'll you know, judge rewards uh, and success at different levels. Um, you know, to me, I invest a lot into um, all of my clients. Um, you know, anybody I've worked with can tell you that. Uh, my testimonials can tell you that. Um, you know, I invest a lot of my time to the point where, you know, I am, I feel like you know I'm kind of part of my athlete, part of their team, um, you know, part of their individual um, success. Um, I don't take accolades for that. What I mean by that is you know, um, you know, I've cried when I saw you know Shaki commit to college. Um, you know, I've. Um, you know, got pumped up and screamed in the tournament that that Connors won, um, that he was successful at. Uh, you know, I I invest so much of my time to you know the student and the student athlete that you know, it's different. You know, each one of them has a kind of a different reward. You know, like I just said, you know, my investment for there is this pump up and excitement and motivation, or you know, tears of joy for watching an athlete that you've I've now had for ten years, um, commit to a college and enter the NFL draft and get drafted. I mean, those are you know. Um, 
those are life-changing experiences because, you know, someone like Shaki, you know, we call each other like almost like father, son, and, and there's some other reasons behind why, you know, why that, that is. But, um, you know, that's kind of the relationship we have where, you know, I really feel like my son, you know, my son's going in the NFL draft, my son's going to college. Um, and, you know, that's kind of the relationship I have with a lot of my athletes where, you know, I only take on a certain amount of uh, a year um, and, or a season. So, you know, I invest a lot of my time and, and a lot of my, you know, feelings into, into you know, their successes and failures um, and then you know there's other rewards uh, such as you know not working with the student athletes where you know um, somebody that is as anxieties to do something or social anxiety self-esteem um, you know we're able to get them out and doing things that they they, they refused to do before um, you know that's rewarding to see somebody be able to acclimate to a group that you know would only stay in their room now, I'm sure my my brother strength condition coach will speak uh, you know during his interview the same thing you know watching his strength conditioning athletes compete at a level and it, you know it's not not necessarily about getting the medal but you know qualifying for the next tournament or you know reaching um, you know someone they know is not going to qualify or he knows is not going to qualify or be successful but they still hit a personal record I mean the, you know those are things that just that, that, that hang with you because you, you know you know the change and it's really not about and has no um, it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks and oh well whatever who cares they had a 90 you know 90 kg pr that's that's a joke wait well who cares you know it's not about them it's about you know what your goals were and you know that's a goal that they achieved together so you know it's you know each 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 client offers a different type of reward you have you know kind of different relationships a lot of mine are kind of the same where you know i invest a lot of time and um you know you know it feels good to see people be able to accomplish things that when they start with you that they you know they weren't able to do um you know even you know there's another thing I, that just came, kind of came to my mind you know someone that um, you know really acts out after you know losses you know you know throwing stuff crying uh, um, that's you know this big thing because uh, like I mentioned kind of earlier in the question about goals you know they feel like it's a complete failure when they you know something happens in, in, in the earliest part of the season and then you know watching how they how they react and respond to losses um, later on and those losses later on are in real serious tournaments that have qualification matters and they kind of you know just go and sit down and say you know the better man won today or you know I should have done this move differently but I didn't and he was he just was you know better than me um, instead of you know almost like the tantrum loss um, you know that that to me is a change and you know why people are like oh you know you know why are you you know what he lost like whatever it's not about wins and losses right it's about you know you know the hope and the faith you have that what the work you guys are doing together is going to be you know have a change and to me that was something big to me and, and you know something that you know kind of um transcended for the you know the rest of the month that we had together after that tournament that big loss was um handled so properly that you could see that the, the change in mental toughness and, and the change in goals that you know that was such a minuscule thing um since qualification was already there um compared to, you know, the way that reactions would have happened earlier. So, you know, I would say that that's kind of the rewards, you know, each one's different, um, but, you know, very passionate. Uh, it's not, like I said, not about wins and losses. It's about what, you know, you guys are conquering together. Um, you know, that makes you feel really good. Um, the same thing, if you feel like things aren't working out, um, you know, you know, I've really, I feel like I haven't really had any failures um, to this day still. Um, you know, there was a goal that didn't get accomplished between me and a client, and I, that, I took that to heart.